Welcome everybody to Flickr Effect. This is episode 271 and we're recording on Tuesday, October 23rd, 2018. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, what's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everyone. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everybody. Hello. What's up, guys? What's up? Um, oh, up? We're getting close to Halloween. It is. Uh, All Hallows Eve is upon us. I still have like a list of movies that I traditionally try to watch that I still haven't watched yet. I've gotta, been slacking too. I've been slacking on that big time. So you have a list of movies that you like to watch before for just, Halloween? No, like, like a Christmas holiday thing? Kind of. Just some random horror movies and I'm like oh I like to I don't know the one that always pops up on my mind recently that I like watching every year is Bram Stoker's Dracula the Coppola movie oh yeah no I remember it I, that came out when I think it was like junior high or high school and it was a it was a damn good movie like that was a damn good movie yeah I like that movie I actually like Disney's Sleepy Hollow I think they actually call it the Legend of Ichabod Crane Oh, the animated. The animated oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So That's I love. A very traditional I movie. love watching that little short. Like every Halloween, it's like my favorite short to watch. And then I also just like Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow as well. Yeah, and it's funny. I think I had yeah. just thought of that one earlier tonight. I was like, oh yeah, I haven't watched the Tim Burton Sleepy Hollow movie in a while. It's solid, solid. Yeah, it's a really good rendition, and you know, kind of like live action of the movie. And I. I mean, I remember watching the animated short with uh, Walt Disney, and it's like, that was just, to me, the animation was just so fun, and it was just, was definitely a, I mean, it was a serious, like, trying to be scary type of, you know, movie for, like, Halloween. You got Bing Bing Crosby's crooning the tunes in that one. It's it's pretty solid. It's pretty awesome. I love that one. I'm worried that uh, Hocus Pocus is soon going to go the way of... uh, it's a wonderful life which i remember as a kid it's a wonderful life i I don't know i may call me crazy but it was like the holiday movie that was on all the time like everywhere Mm -hmm. constantly Mm -hmm. and hocus pocus i love hocus pocus to be clear but it's definitely getting to that uh what's what's the word kind of that maximum threshold point of like fandom that now it's like the thing it's, and it's free form is playing it, I think, like every day, all the time. They play it like twice a day. Right. Like, and, and I used to love Hocus Pocus. I, I remember going to the movie theater and seeing that film in theater. Right. Like, that's how old I am. <laughs> so I, You know what? I <laughs> don't remember how Hocus Pocus ends. I remember watching <laughs> the movie when it first came out. Like, I think it was on video. That like when we rented it on video, and I remember watching it and enjoying it, but I don't remember details of it to the point where like you know you're talking about it. And it's like oh this is I really like it. I remember you, David, mentioning that you you really really like this movie and on pre- around previous other Halloweens. So it's just kind of like I don't know. I guess I feel like I need to watch it again. Well, it's getting played like a mofo over on Freeform yeah, and the Disney it's... Channel. Okay. It's going to get burnt out soon it for everybody. It is going to get burnt out very, very soon. No one's going to want anything to do with it anymore, which is unfortunate because it's fun. It, that it's a fun movie. It was a fun little family Halloween movie. Yeah. 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 Was that the same one that uh, on Twitter that you liked a tweet by uh, Evan Rachel Wood? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. You're talking about Practical Magic? Or is that Practical mm-hmm. Magic? <laughs> That's <laughs> a different one. That's a different one. Okay. Which that movie I'm not like I mean it's fine I don't even remember the last time I watched Practical Magic I just saw that and I was like that's a really great idea like the tweet you're referring to was somebody had tweeted about how I don't know how many years it's been since that movie came out longer like, than I really want to admit like to. twenty years or something which is kind of crazy and she was in that movie as a kid yeah. And they, whoever this person was, it tweeted that, uh, hey, this is perfect timing to do a sequel on that film and it'd be centered around her and have her come back and like be in the and film. her and her sister. And I'm like, that's an awesome idea. We- because the other girl that played her sister is pretty well known now, too, if I remember. Now I can't even think who it is. Who's that? Oh, okay. I was going to say, let me look this up. But um, no. And you know, that's a movie that I usually, I, I watch that movie year round. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and I don't think about that one like as a Halloween kind of movie, but no. I mean, it definitely could be, of course. Oh, it but. totally could be, especially like the ending is all you know, it's right. Halloweeny. That's um, true. What other Halloween movies do you like, David? You know, the, the funny thing is too is another movie I was thinking the other day that I'd kind of like to watch. Uh, maybe before Halloween is I've been kind of itching to watch The Witch again for some reason. Mm, that's oh. interesting. I have guessed that. Yeah, no, I'm kind of surprised I want to watch it again. And I'm not saying I disliked it. I liked the movie. Mm-hmm. I just, it's one of those movies that it's, you watch it once and I think for the extreme majority of people, it's like, okay, I'm good. I don't really ever need to see that movie again, <laughs> you know? But uh, I don't know, maybe just for the atmosphere, I was like, ah, this I feel like this really gets you in a creepy Halloween mood. I could go for so, watching The Witch. Did you ever get a chance to see Hereditary? No, I never saw that. I need to see that one. Mm, okay, that would be interesting if you would have had a chance to see that. Because I think I remember talking at the time about how it kind of has some of that the vibe of like The Witch. and, and Yeah, just the, saying that aspects of it but um since you are sort of on, on a that kick of watching the halloween-ish type movies or scary movies did you or michelle or, or even yasha have any of you guys seen uh the haunting of hill house on netflix i have seen the I... first episode and i've been wanting to watch more of it but i haven't yet i have started it but um, I got distracted, and then Daredevil came out, and that has pretty much absorbed all of my attention. I get that. Yeah, I've only seen the first episode, but I want to keep going. I enjoyed it, and I want to see more. I'm curious. I think I'm, I'm like three episodes in, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys. I haven't seen the whole thing yet, but I'm enjoying it. Although I will say, it, it's absolutely a show you have to pay attention to and even then you may need to do a little bit of rewinding because i was watching it and i was like because it flashes back and forth in time and i haven't quite even three episodes in maybe i'm just now getting there where i I know the character the younger characters that correlate with the older actors I'm, i'm like still a little hazy on it to where I'm like, okay, that character and that character's name is that person as a kid. And and it's this character as an adult. So I'm just now kind of getting there, but it was a little bit confusing at first, especially in the first episode, just because there seemed to be, I couldn't keep up with how many kids there were. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, I was talking to somebody about it today and they, they described it as, uh, a scary version of this is us uh, if you're familiar with the nbc show and i was like oh that's interesting because i haven't gotten to those aspects of like that so it, it's an interesting description because i i wouldn't have guessed that it just it just seems to have this uh very very sort of mode where it's just kind of like the heaviness and, and just that sense of uh dread and foreboding that's in the in the show a lot yeah that's what's been killing me now is that unfortunately in jumping ahead to daredevil season three i haven't watched any of that yet i just didn't have time this weekend and now okay i'm in midweek i could some of these nights after work I could start maybe watching something and it's like automatically I'm like all right I want to watch Daredevil season three but it's like I've already started Haunting of Hill House Mm. and I I hate that I get sometimes into that routine of starting something but then jumping to something else and then I never go back and plus Halloween's coming up kind of want to watch Haunting of Hill House right now I'm like you know what I think I might just knock that out and I have to wait on Daredevil until I see Hill House first since it sounds like you didn't have a chance to start um, Daredevil season three, uh, it sounds like Yasha did. So how far did you get, Yasha? I think I'm like five or six episodes in oh, wow. so far, and and it, it, you know it sucks is because it doesn't feel like it, and I and I realized that how far I'm into it, and I it's so easy to just fly through this show because it's so damn good. Like, you are so attached to all the characters. You are invested, and you want to see where this is going to go. Like, you just, it's this huge, long soap opera that just 
of a medley of characters and it's just beautifully pieced together the directing is done well the writing is done well um i think there was only one part why i just was like oh i don't really like that but honestly i it's so innocuous that i just don't remember what it was but i had a feeling about that but aside from that the show is still just fantastic mm-hmm. just fantastic i love the development and we're really diving in and starting to get some of the villains and how this is going to play out and the bad guys and it's it's really good nice. yeah I, I so i got a chance to watch uh the whole thing on over the weekend i started friday and i in i finished saturday morning sometime and wow i yeah i flew through it like you're saying i mean it, it it's it it doesn't want you to stop once you start and i can sympathize with david for not being able to have a chance to see it but i do feel like if you were to start it you wouldn't want to stop either and it's it's i mean it's awesome i i just really enjoyed it so much it's i i it may be fresh in my mind but honestly i feel like it was probably the best season of daredevil and I definitely feel if it was the best season of Daredevil, it's probably probably for me the best season of any of the Marvel Netflix shows that they put out so far of everything. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I mean, I don't see how Vincent D'Onofrio shouldn't get a nomination for something, you know, Golden Globe or Emmy or something, because he kills it as kingpin is it's just it's so good i mean everything that goes on with this season just had me eating it up and i can't wait i can't wait for them to do a season four so yeah yeah he really does like bobby is speaking very true to form um he really encapsulates and embodies all that i really feel like the kingpin kingpin is like this just calculating, calm, conniving, evil person. And I i mean, like, I'm only about five episodes in, uh, maybe six, I think. And like Bobby, Bobby said, it's like, I mean, if it's, I, I don't think it's my favorite so far. I mean, I can't wait to see what things happen or transpire in order for it to, you know, have that kind of effect. Hopefully it has that kind of something that resonates like that with me. But aside from like what Bobby's saying so far, I mean, I, I, it's all i think about is like trying to finish the show like it's just it's really i was watching it at lunch i watched it at the gym this morning like i'm trying to get through it because i I need to know what happens yeah it's it's great um i guess well since we're kind of on talking about the the netflix stuff um last week i think when we talked uh, it was uh it had just happened to where iron fist was canceled and then we turn around, and, and next thing we know, Luke Cage gets canceled by Netflix, which I definitely didn't see that coming. I, I just wouldn't have guessed that it was in any kind of position to, to get canceled. But um, I looked into the, the story, and I think it was on Variety, and they had mentioned that uh, there was some issues behind why they didn't get picked up, and it wasn't a ratings thing. It was, they said creative differences and uh unable to come to terms for the third season and so it's interesting just because of the fact that um you know this is one of their elite shows in terms of it being a marvel property but i guess whoever had the creative differences because they didn't say it wasn't like it was the showrunner so to me usually if it's a showrunner thing they can easily Netflix could have just fired the showrunner and got a new showrunner. So I'm curious if those creative differences were between Marvel and um, Netflix. And so, and what they were possibly wanting to do with the third season. So it's, it's the timing of it is interesting just because it comes on the heels of the Iron Fist thing. And it makes you think, well, is there a bigger plan there that they're, going to go down that road of the heroes for hire thing or is it just um you know strictly that it was kind of caught them off guard as well and the timing is unfortunate i don't know what's going to play out but 
I know that um, Yasha, I remember you had, like text like what the f because it's just like how did this just happen out of nowhere yeah and did you have a chance to see that last season uh fully no yeah i finished it like i i and i mm. you know, truth be told i wasn't super pleased with the direction that they went in the in, with the mm-hmm. storyline um i thought we had talked about it but yeah we did finish it and i i but i i, I really wasn't like i i was surprised at the route that they went and you know, I was ple- I was pleased with some of how it ended, but the overall outcome and closure for the series, I thought it was really out of the vein of the character that they had built up and established for us, and I did not like it. I did not like how it ended. I, I felt that it was uh, it robbed us of who the character really was, uh, a hero for the people, and. Um, you know, I don't want to get too much into it just because, you know, spoilers and whatnot. But, yeah, I, I, I was I was still in. Like, I wasn't going to not watch the show. I was definitely going to support it when it came back. I wanted to see how it, you know, would transgress and, you know, move and keep that going. And, like, I, I mean, I threw that conversation out there, you know, like you just said, you know, the heroes for hire or, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist, you know, like having them just kind of collaborate, you know, like have – basically luke cage carry the iron fist storyline because obviously the storyline is very weak by itself and nobody's watching it so you know it'd be fun to have both of those characters on the screen to get on screen together because they do play well off of each other yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm really hoping that's sort of the direction that they go with it but i know that David, you hadn't had a chance to see the second season yet. So does this sort of like make it go lower on your priority list now that you know that it's not coming back again? No, not necessarily. I mean, I still, even if I'm behind on this stuff, like we'll see that I'm going to want to have like the complete picture and eventually watch all of it. And just because, mm-hmm. you know, one of the seasons is canceled, like even... Iron Fist. I still want to watch both up both seasons of that, and I'm saying that even knowing that the first season of that is apparently you know pretty not so great. <laughs> uh, That's but, pretty mild. Yeah, yeah um, but no, I, I I still want to watch season two of Luke Cage. I mean, it wasn't high high on my priority anyway, to be honest, compared to some mm-hmm. other stuff I want to watch. But no, I still want to watch it. Yeah. Michelle, did you feel like now that you're like worried that Jessica Jones might be on the clock next for the next thing that might get canceled or you just feel pretty confident that this was sort of like these two were on the lower rung of the totem pole so everything else should be okay? Uh, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on it. Like it wouldn't shock me if they did just because they've already cut the other two. But if but I feel like I heard something that there was going to be a third, but maybe I'm imagining that in my head. Um, I, no, I, I, I heard the same. Yeah, I thought they they locked that in there, but maybe I, yeah. yeah, they did. So mm-hmm. yeah, so I'm not too worried about them like suddenly deciding that they're not going to do it. But I could see basically doing a third season of her and basically finishing it off. But I I think it's just that I feel confident they're going to come back and do another Defender season at some point. So. Not too worried. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how they will, like, what characters they'll use if they use the same ones that they have if they mm-hmm. do another Defenders or if they'll be all new characters or a mix of some new characters and some old ones. It it will, and it, it, it's, I, I find it kind of curious because if you see this latest um, season of Daredevil, it almost doesn't feel it feels so separate in a way from everything that we saw in defenders just because uh daredevil is in his own corner and things get so bleak and brutal in a way that it 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 seems like it 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 would be okay if he didn't interact with the other characters in a sense because you can see the connection with luke cage and iron fist and even obviously jessica jones because uh, in the comics, Luke Cage and Jessica Jones have a kid together, so you can see how they get eventually kind of come together. But uh, Daredevil could totally stay in his own corner and be just fine if that was like the the last man standing. And obviously, 
um, Punishers out there on an island by himself as well. So I'm curious to see how this will all play out in the end. It'll be interesting Uh, to see. So, I mean, obviously, last weekend was a big weekend because the movie that has been highly anticipated for some time now has finally came out, which was Halloween. Uh, did everybody get a chance to see it? Here. Raise yeah. your no. hands. Here, yes. <laughs> David and I saw it. Uh, okay. I was trying to. I didn't get a chance to. No. Well, I did get a chance to see it as well. And uh, for those who don't know, I mean, it's, it's a story that it it what they did was decide to take the first Halloween movie and treat that as canon and discard the rest. And so this is a proper sequel to the first film in which uh, the character of Laurie Strode has essentially been waiting for her opportunity for Michael to escape or something and, and turn up again for her to be able to uh, essentially end this threat once and for all. And obviously with so much built up behind it, um, people were really waiting for this movie and to the, to the point where it made 77 million, I believe this opening weekend. And it yeah. was very close. I mean, I say close, but you know, not too far off of actually beating Venom for its opening weekend. But uh, nevertheless, it still was very impressive for a horror movie. And I believe uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis had tweeted out that these different records that it broke. And it it was definitely an impressive uh, feat that the movie accomplished. But that being said, um, Michelle, I'm going to you first. So what'd you think of Halloween? Uh, I'm assuming one of the reasons you're going to me first is because I'm not like the biggest like horror scary movie kind of person but I will say I I liked it I actually really liked it I was surprised Um, it's definitely gorier than I thought it was going to be but it was okay because I think it was just I think it's more fitting with our times and kind of where our film kind of genre is with horror film at this point but um no i really liked it i really liked jamie lee's uh, performance in it and i liked the storyline and i just i liked the way it arced and no yeah i actually really enjoy i found myself really enjoying myself throughout the whole film so i'm good and i don't want to say much more because really everything else gets kind of spoilery but yeah i really like yeah it. you can't say too much more yeah, than that and that it's a good encapsulation of the what you thought of it. So swing it over to you, David. What'd you think? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I will agree. I, I liked it as well. I had just watched Halloween, the first film, the night before, which I, I was glad I did. It kind of got me ex- even more excited to watch the sequels, like the whole next day, like you know, knowing I was going to see it that night. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I just watched uh, the first film, even though I had seen the first film before it had been so long. Like as I watched it, it was like, wow, this is almost like watching it for the first time again. It's been mm-hmm. a long time since I've seen this. So yeah, having that so fresh, it was like, I was really pumped mm-hmm. to see the sequel and, and it really didn't disappoint. Like, yeah, no, it was, it was good. I, you know, it's, when you have that freedom of going, ah, screw every other movie we've made, and now we can do anything with her character and and his character, Michael Myers, that we right. want, and kind of what's been going on for forty years, like there's a a million possibilities. And at first, I was a little skeptical with uh, some of the decisions they made, like with her character. But in the end, I I liked I liked all the decisions they made. I thought it worked pretty well. Yeah. And yeah, it's a like you said, Michelle. It's a little gorier at times like compared to the first movie right oh totally um you know some more explicit kind of gore shots in it but not too much not like total like splatter film kind of stuff but um you know i thought it 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 worked for kind of taking that kind of more classic uh slasher film and updating it for uh 2018 and i i I dug it yeah yeah i I have to agree with uh, what you said about Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, to me, her character and her in this film 
is the heart and soul of the movie and she was awesome in the in the movie and um ultimately though i actually came out a bit disappointed i felt um as though the first part of the movie like the opening scene worked well for me and then like the last 30 minutes was really good but then everything in between i just kind of felt like it didn't it didn't do anything. It, I guess for me, I guess I was feeling kind of like a lot of movies have come out within the last five, six years that have been clever or just done things that were in an interesting sort of way, concept wise. And this one, it just kind of felt like it fell back on a lot of old cliches that you see in, in horror movies and and I just wanted something a little bit more smarter and that would sort of subvert the, the, the genre a little bit. But it was just turned out to be just kind of like you could slot it into another Halloween movie. And it was it was not quite um, rinse and repeat, but it just kind of gave me the same sort of beats of something I've seen many, many times before. So I, I guess I was going in with high expectations and they just didn't quite live up to what I was hoping for. But I mean, I think if I were to watch it again and just had sort of that perspective going in, I, I'd probably have more fun with it because there's definitely things that I liked about it. And um, even in that middle section, which I didn't particularly care for as much, but there, there are certain things that happened within that um, that I did like. But overall, I, yeah, I just I didn't enjoy it as much as I was hoping I would. I think I know what you mean when you're talking about like subverting some of the the kind of typical stuff like from the first movie. But mm. and then in a way, I kind of was like halfway through the movie kind of thinking the same thing like oh man then maybe this movie maybe i expected it to be a little more different than it's being but at the same time i like that it was no this is this is slasher film this is mm. i know we don't have a lot of slasher films these days it's not really the genre right now but right like that's this what, is michael myers that's what this franchise is mm. and it's updated but yet it's trying to be a slasher film for a current audience and I thought it did a good job of that but I could see why you felt the way you felt about it I'm not yeah. I can't begrudge you yeah I mean did you ask I'm oh, sorry go ahead I was just gonna say real quick that I thought I enjoyed the it always feels so weird to say this but I enjoyed the kills <laughs> and that <laughs> and the way you know, certain things like that happen because th those are that's sort of quote unquote part of the fun uh, of when you see a slasher film is the different ways in which people get killed off but I, I guess it was just certain aspects of that old you know trope of don't go there and they go you know it's that kind of stuff where it's just like uh, can't we be a little bit smarter than that you know these days when other movies have seemed to have been able to pull it off into a believable reason why people do the things that they do that lead to them dying in some sort of way so yeah i guess i was just sort of um more or less unhappy with the the way people were getting killed uh, or the reason why people were getting killed as opposed to the how they got killed or, or the way it looked uh, visually because um, the visuals in it, the brutality and everything, I I dug that for what it was and the, uh, the aspects of it and also the um, how the music, you know, it just goes well with it, especially in those scenes and the, the music just being iconic the way it is. But yeah, and, and I think uh, the Laurie Strode aspects, again, just really worked well, just how a person would be if they were traumatized by this event and how she would be sort of antisocial, but just all her other little quirks and, and um, little things that she does, I, I just think worked well. But now it's just kind of like, um, I'm curious as to how because you know we'll get a sequel, how that will sort of play out. Yeah. How do you think it compared, um, I don't, 
hope you didn't ask this already. Uh, I lost you for a second there. Um, did you do you have a, a version that you like between this one and the remake that uh, Rob Zombie did? Yeah, what's your opinion on that? Mm, for me, I never watched those. Um, I had no interest in those from the start, just because I didn't want to see why Michael Myers is bad. I, I, I don't like that when they do that, when they try and humanize some of these characters that are just evil or supposed to be bad. I don't want to see that they had a bad childhood and that's why they start doing what they do. So I never watched them, but I don't know about David or Michelle, if you guys had seen those movies. I did see the Rob Zombie one. And in fact, that's the only other Halloween film I've ever seen. I've never seen any of the other sequels. Oh, that's, that's oh, did, to be... You've seen the original, right? You've seen the original. Well, yeah, I've seen the original, and I've seen the Rob Zombie remake, right. which is basically the original film, but re- remade. Right. And like you're pointing out, Bobby, he made an effort to add more kind of backstory to like why is he the way he is. Um, I I will say, I mean, I I remember walking out of the Rob Zombie one, not hating it. I thought it was fine. I thought it was okay. I didn't love it either. I was just kind of like, yeah, it was it was pretty good. And I'm saying that is not. I'm I'm not like a diehard, you know, Halloween fan. Obviously, I'm not. I haven't seen any of the other movies other than the original. Um, yeah. So I mean, I don't, I didn't go into it like, oh, this better be good, or you know, screw this guy for remaking a classic. Like I was, I don't know, I was, I was cool with it. I was, um, and that's uh, one of the comparisons I had. I uh, was having this conversation with a friend at work, and he said he did, he hated the Rob Zombie one, and I was like, I don't know, I kind of liked it. I liked the idea of an origin story per se for this this character and this, you know, the evil that is kind of like beginning and you know just kind of like where it came from and you know kind of like how it started and and then just you know kind of spiraled out of control to the point where it you know obviously was much much darker than what you could ever imagine but it was like i I thought it was a really good play and i kind of dig rob zombies movies um some of them not so much just because i'm not into gore and he really is into gore um but i did i did like the rob zombie film the remake, the original, the didn't particularly care for the sequel that much, um, but I did enjoy the uh, the one that he redid and kind of how it started. It's fascinating. I actually didn't know that you hadn't seen any of the other Halloween movies. So now that it makes me curious what you would even think of some of those other ones. Talking about me? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't, I, I never really had much desire and and now after seeing this film, which it seems like, as we keep putting it, it's like a proper sequel to the original, I, I imagine I I wouldn't enjoy any of the other films. But, I mean, I, if somebody were to try to convince me, oh, no, like, you really should see Halloween 3. It's actually pretty solid. I'd be like, okay, sure, I'll no, check it that's out. The one, that, it's funny that you call out the one that you probably shouldn't see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah, feel that as a complete real, random... <laughs> Because Halloween three is um, Halloween three season of the witch, and that's the one that actually doesn't have Michael Myers in it. It's a completely different story. It's like a random story oh. that takes place on Halloween. Yeah, I'm glad and, I never saw that one. That's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's funny that you said that one specifically, but um, the second one is is a sequel to the first one, and then I think the other one that I liked out of the series was probably H2O when Jamie Lee Curtis came back after however many years it had been. It also had LL Cool J in it. Yeah. Well, there you go. And Buster Rhymes. Yeah, I was going to say Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes was in that. God, that movie had so many random people in it. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I think, so I saw the second one. It was ridiculous, but so much fun. It was. So I've only seen the original in 78, Halloween 2 from 81. Um, and that one, I, I would say you could watch it. It's not really that great, but it's interesting because it's the Sheriff Brackett guy who we saw in this film and Dr. Loomis are tracking down Michael Myers. And so that's what that whole film is about. Basically, it, it kind of picks up from where the original left off at. And then, yeah, H2O. I've seen H2O. God, it's been a long time since I've seen H2O, but that's got um, 
Jamie Lee and Josh Hartnett. There's a name you haven't heard oh, in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. About Hartnett. <laughs> uh, and then it's got um, Michelle oh, Williams. Michelle Williams. Yep, and Michelle Williams. Oh, yes. It was a <laughs> 90s picture indeed. Yeah. Yeah, it sure was. Oh, yeah, and Janet Lee was in it, too. Hmm. So it was kind of cool. Not it's like one of the few times that Jamie got to do a film with her mom. Mm-hmm. So. So corny. So oh, corny. So, oh yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in it. Oh my God, that's what, really? Right. Yes. See now I'm officially looking at the list. Oh Jesus, yeah, H2O. That we should watch that movie just to make fun of it. Like we should just sit down yeah. with a bowl of popcorn and drinks and just be like, this is gonna be a great shit show. That that's the one you should watch, David. You know, since you're trying to just for funsies. Up to the movies, just to throw that on the pile and just watch that one. I don't right. think I've seen it since that movie came out, so that's why I'm like, oh my gosh. Anyways, so Halloween, the actual Halloween is coming out. Well, I mean, it seems like everyone sort of gave their their thoughts on it. Um, I guess, Joshua, since you didn't see Halloween, did you see get a chance to see any movies this weekend? I did not. Not this uh, not this past weekend. I didn't see anything. All I did was watch football and watch Daredevil as much of Daredevil as I possibly could. You guys are all uh, watching well, Daredevil, and I'm trying to like squeeze in like scream and interview with a vampire and the shining and i'm trying to get in my halloween films and you guys are like daredevil three and i'm like i really want to watch it but it's really gonna have to wait after this season <laughs> so i guess do Michelle you guys have any anything new the only new thing i've watched actually is uh amazon's the romanoffs oh i've heard a little bit about that how much have you seen i've seen the first two episodes they're releasing one episode a week the third one's out and i just haven't watched it yet it's interesting. It's not what I thought it was going to be, but each episode is a completely separate entity story. It has nothing to do with the other. They're basically like watching short films. What's the whole deal with it? Like, what's the story there? Uh, the Romanoffs is so each story. The the main thing that the only thing that ties them all together is these people believe that they are somehow connected through the family line of the Russian uh, Czar. Uh, Alexander Romanov, the Romanov Empire. Mm. So they all believe they're somehow connected to it still. So that's the only thing. Otherwise, each story is completely different. Like, one is supposed to be, like I said, it's funny because yesterday in front of Halloween, the whole, like, you know, like thing to kill time before the trailers start, they were actually talking about it. They're talking to the director, and he was saying, you know, like, we've got one story that it's kind of like a fairy tale and we have one story that's like a scary movie and we have one story that's a comedy and we have one story that's you know like almost like a film noir and i'm like this is really interesting so yeah but it's basically the people living their lives and they're somehow all connected to the romanov so but they're all directed by different directors and yeah so i i like it so far i like the first two episodes they're interesting <laughs> they're completely different i think they said there's gonna be eight Okay. Six or eight. I want to say eight episodes. They just released. I want to say they drop on either Wednesdays or Thursdays. So I can't remember which day, but uh, they're so far they're three in. So they'll have another one drop this week. And yeah, I'm, I like it. It's interesting. It's different. It's fresh. Okay. Yeah, she sounded like you were about to ask Michelle a question. You know what I was, and I think I lost it. Sorry, <laughs> I got I got sucked into listening to how this story, the the show was, because I've been interested into it as well. And I was just like, I just got sucked in listening. I was like, oh, that does sound really interesting. I should watch that. It, it it is like I said, you're getting something completely different with each episode. Like they have nothing to do with one another. Yeah. I mean, they really have absolutely nothing. The first one took takes place in Paris. The other one takes place in Ohio. <laughs> like, they're just, wow. And none of the people are actually related to each other. They just think they're descendants from the Romanov line. So, it's like, these people don't realize these others exist. Like, they're completely separate stories, completely 100%, nothing to do with each other. So, it's an interesting way to do it. It is. All it really kind of is. Based around the same idea. Yeah, the main writer and director of it, I guess, came up with this idea, and he was like, well, what would life be like in a regular person who has this connection to some portion of history like this? Some really random history. I don't know. It's interesting. You know what it, 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 you know what it kind of reminds me of? And Yasha might be able to attest to this. 
it it loosely reminds me of the fact that if you talk to any <laughs> if you talk to any black person i guarantee you one of them or most of them will say they have some indian in their family like some somebody that's <laughs> or it's like you know it's this whole thing that it's like they want to have that sort of heritage of being like native american of right. some sort and they'll be like oh you know uh it's just my great grandmother was this or that and and that's what it sort of reminds me of like with this roman office that all these different people want to feel that connection and they've been told that they're right. you know descendants from this family and who knows if it's true or not but they've been told and it's just been passed down the the, the lineage and that's basically what what's happened at least in the first two episodes that i've seen there's there, it's not like they're like for fact, this is how it is. It's, you know, like the first episode that takes place in Paris, it has Aaron Eckhart in it. He's taking care of his elderly uh, aunt. And the aunt is like, we're descendants. And like in another scene, he's just like, yeah, who the hell knows if it's true or not? Just what she believes. She's just some crazy rich lady living in Paris. And we have somewhere around the line, we have Russian descendants. And somewhere we have French descendants. And he's like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, he just rolls with it. <laughs> he's like, sure, sure, sure. So it's just kind of, yeah, it's just like that. Like, he's been told that that's true, but who the hell knows if it is true, unless he goes right. to Ancestor.com and starts giving blood and figuring things out. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, at least these days you can actually sort of verify that, whereas right. before, when all these stories were being told, you just had to take it at their word that that's the case. Right. And Did you is... watch it, David? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. What have you seen besides all your Halloween movies? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trick question. <laughs> I still need to watch The Shining sometime this week, or I'm going to be really heartbroken. The Shining, huh? I love uh, me The Shining. It's good stuff. I feel. I, I'm, I'm, I want to say real quick. I'm humming because I feel like I'm forgetting something. Like there was something I watched, and I'm like something random, but maybe not. Did the two of you ever end up ever watching it? No. No. Yeah, it's so that needs to happen. Sad. It's on HBO right now, so I yeah. think you can watch it on HBO Go. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, you guys have to do that. I mean, it, it's the season. I mean, you yeah. might as well at this point. Yeah, it's the highest grossing horror film ever. You know, whatever. <laughs> right? What does everybody think about this uh, this Pet Cemetery remake? You know, it's funny. I didn't even realize that that was happening or maybe I'm sure we went over it at one point or the news broke at some point, Bobby or anybody yeah. shot it out there. When I saw the trailer, I was just like, I completely forgot that this was happening. I mean, completely forgot. Um, I don't know, man. I, I want to watch it. But I remember watching the first one. When I was a kid, I was actually home alone. It was around Halloween, and it was like 11 or 12 o'clock at night. Like, there was no reason I should be watching this movie <laughs> at the time of the hour that I did because it was, like, pitch black outside. I was I was actually home alone, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, this is such a bad idea, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like, it was horrifying. And it's just, yeah, so I'm, I'm interested, but it's like, I don't know that that being said about the first one that does kind of hold a special place in my heart because it was like one of the, a scary movie that I watched, you know, or braved, I should say, when I was a kid um, by myself. And, you know, so now I'm looking at this one and I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is going to be any good. I, I'm, I'm all in on it just because it sets a good mood in the tone i thought the trailer was really well done and it really sort of sets up for people who didn't watch the original uh they don't spoil some of the aspects of of what happened so i think it 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 looks visually uh strong as in a way that's like okay we had it last year and now this pet cemetery looks like it could be something that's uh, a remake that of Stephen King's work that could work again. And I think, um, yeah, the original for me, I watched it as a kid and I have always enjoyed horror films without getting scared from them, but enjoyed and appreciate what they're doing and what, what the mood it sets. And 
I always enjoyed that first uh, original Pet Cemetery movie. So seeing that they're doing this remake, it looks like it will hold true to what the original did, but maybe add some new elements, especially from when you see like the, the kids sort of uh, with the mask and the drumming into the woods. And there was no, I don't recall there being anything like that in the original film. So it seems like maybe they're, I, I never read the book, but maybe they're drawing from some inspiration from that. But it to me, it just looks like it's hitting all the right notes to be something uh, really good once it comes out. Yeah, no, I agree. Michelle's giving you me think? the indifferent look, by the way. Yeah. Since, since no one can see her. The, I, I will say, I never read the book, so I never read Stephen King's novel. Um, I saw that first film. I've seen it on and off throughout my life, and it's never really... Meh, whatever. Even this, I was kind of like, eh, I guess I just don't really care for it. There's other Stephen King things that I do enjoy a lot. Obviously, The Shining. Hello. But, yeah, Pet Cemetery. Yeah, meh. Yeah, I, th- meh. I think I agree with you, Bobby. It looks like it could be pretty solid. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, it's so funny. It's like we have all this different horror stuff coming out. And there was uh, something that had happened, I think it was last week, maybe last Sunday, or not this past Sunday, but the week before, that had happened. And it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. And it was that, um, I think it was maybe Variety had reported that there's a a Dracula series coming from the Sherlock team. Oh, that's right. Oh, yes. This is good news, my friends. Such good, good news. (laughs) I remember that uh, David seemed to really sort of jump uh, on that one. And um, I didn't realize at the time where I, we just sort of was texting about it, but you seemed pretty stoked for this. <laughs> no, no, uh, pun intended. But <laughs> nice. <laughs> Look at you. What, what was, what made you so excited to hear this news, David? I mean, first I, I said it earlier in this episode, you know, I like the, the Dracula story. Uh, I feel like we've had some random attempts at Dracula and it's never serious enough for me. Like Mm -hmm. other than like, you know, the Coppola film, I love that movie. And I don't know. I, I feel like there's some untapped, uh, potential there to make something really good. Another Dracula film or something. And, and then yeah, to hear that we're going to get a show from the showrunners who have done Sherlock, which I fully admit I haven't watched all of Sherlock, but I've seen some and it's fantastic. And they're definitely going to, I think, do Dracula the way I want it done. Yes. Like that's just that sounds amazing. So good. That that's basically why I freaked out. It's just such good news on so many levels. It's Dracula, which I'm super always down for, like you. And then, yeah, to find out that you're getting the creators from Sherlock and, and Doctor Who, those, uh, Mark Gatiss and uh, Stephen Moffat. Yeah, they put out quality work, kids. <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, and, really you know... Cool. Yeah, and they're working within, you know, BBC budget budget things. Like, can you imagine what's going to happen when they get BBC budget plus Netflix budgets? Uh, hello. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I'm like, this is going to be great. Like, what's not to like about this? Like, I, I, keep, I hear positive things. I hear Dracula. I hear Margatus. I hear Stephen Moffat. I hear Netflix. I hear BBC. And I'm like, I hear nothing I'm hearing is bad at this point. So, yeah, I'm super in. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's just another big move by Netflix again in terms of like locking down talent and being able to have some more uh, content for their service. And they just continually, it seems like once a week they drop something. You know, I think we had also heard um, earlier this week that Guillermo del Toro is doing a, a stop motion Pinocchio movie yeah. for Netflix. It's just like, man, they, they it's, it's amazing the amount of talent they're pulling to their, their streaming service. And, and honestly, it feels almost like I feel guilty in a way that Netflix is only charging me 11 bucks. I feel like they should be charging me like 20 bucks for all the stuff that they're, they're showing and giving us on their streaming service. Not that I want Bobby. them to charge me that much, but I'm just saying <laughs> it's like... They've got a lot of stuff for us. 
It looks like they're already working on three episodes already worked out. For the Dracula you know, thing, sorry. I'm saying there's three episodes already no, worked yeah. out for the Dracula thing. There's already they're already pounding out pounding them out. Let's get this done, and man. What Let's they do, do is it isn't it like it, they do like what each one is almost like 90 minutes or so? Yeah, or? it's going to be a TV miniseries, so it's probably only going to be three episodes. Right, exactly. They might do a fourth one, maybe, but they're long. I mean, you're, you're talking a good, it's a solid they're movies. 75, 80, yeah. 90 minute things. Like it's. Yeah, they're, they're movies. Basically. No, it's, yeah, you're basically watching a, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I gotta say, I wasn't like, I wasn't like hyped up about it when I heard it but hearing you guys talk about it makes me actually more interested and and excited to see it more than I was when I first heard the news so uh, yeah I'm curious to see how they end up um, taking this particular genre that's been done a lot and, and giving new blood to it not well Yes, you did. I did not mean it there, but I just meant like, how do you in, infuse some more? See, everything I say is going to sound like it's a pun, but <laughs> infuse more infuse. life into this, into this, like you know, genre that's been done right. and done and done. And um, I don't know if you it's guys have heard. It's been staked. See, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I laughed. I thought it was funny. Um, <laughs> there has also been some word that I think uh, I forget where it was, but recently they had a, um, a early look. Oh, I think it was at New York Comic Con. They had an early look at the TV series for what we do in the shadows, and I think they had uh, people had some good feedback on it. So. That's another one, but at least that one to me, it's like it's 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 subverts subversion. It subverts the the you know the trope or the the particular idea of Dracula. So I'm looking forward to that one just because it's it's fun and it's silly. And if you've seen the movie, you kind of know what you're in for. So um, I don't know when that one's coming out though, but hopefully it's uh, sometime in the next year. I imagine if they're already showing stuff of it at New York Comic Con. Yeah. Um, I think, well, there was one big news story that kind of happened this week, and that was involving a movie that we pretty much had on the books for a specific date, and that was Wonder yeah. Woman. And they said that it's getting pushed back from November 1st, when it was supposed to come out in 2019, now it's coming out June 5th, 2020. And they didn't particularly say the reason why. They give you some sort of like thoughts as to the possibilities of why. One of them being the fact that um, the Joker movie is coming out October 4th. And so they felt like maybe the time between that and Wonder Woman was too short a period of time. So they wanted to maybe give Wonder Woman some more space for her movie and also for the Joker movie to do its thing. And pushing it into June puts it near where the original movie first came out, near the date of that. So I I don't know. I feel like that seems like such a far push because the Birds of Prey movie is set to come out um, in February of 2020, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. So it's interesting that this movie that seemed well set for November, where I don't think anything else was going to be up against it, vacated its spot. And now it's kind of just like, well, are they doing something to retool it in some sort of way because of everything that's going on in the DC universe? Or is it specifically a strategic move because every time when they move these movies like that it's like how did you not look at your schedule ahead of time to know right. that there might be a conflict there why does it come so uh, i say late and it's not specifically late but you've already announced the date and it's been on that date for so long how does it kind of come about to where it needs to move but i don't know maybe that's just me being a conspiracy theorist but i feel like that guys kind of feel like any sort of way i don't know i feel like it's not a matter of 
the scheduling around the other movies, even though maybe it should be like you're saying, like, but I have a feeling it's more of a, we need more time to make this movie right. That's how I feel. It's a production. I say more time to produce this and get this right. I don't see any negative. If that's the reason. I don't know know if that's the reason. It's such a large push. That's what seven months after seven and a half months after when it was initially thinking it was going to come out. That, that that's lead, a hell of a delay. It is, that's and that leads me to delay. believe it's production, and that's I'm okay with that. If they want to take that time and they want to get this the bad boy right, I'm it's fine with me. <laughs> I'm okay with that. And you know what's crazy about it too is you say that Michelle, and it's like I feel like Warner Brothers is so scared to just come out and say, yeah, we need more time to uh, you right. know make sure we're making a good movie because they know people will just be like, oh shit, they, what, are, what are they doing wrong? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Because it's they they've gotten to the point where their reputation is bad to where everyone's going to expect the worst. So they can't even just say like, no, we're just making sure we're putting out a a really good product and we're happy with what we got, but we want, you know, to make sure that it's perfect for you guys. They can't even say that just because no one will buy it because of their track record. So it's it's like they're in a a bad position. So they just have to kind of say, Hey, well, we're moving it out because of this scheduling thing and, and just hope people just will fade away and, and accept it. And the next news story will come out and it'll just sort of blow over. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Basically. Probably. Hey, has anybody Which, watched no. uh Titans? No, I don't have the streaming service, so I have not watched any of it. Honestly. I'm kind of curious, but yeah, I'm nope. kind of curious too. Just, I don't know. I don't have high hopes, but, but I'm just curious. <laughs> but you have the service, though, right? I do. I have the. I was going to say disappointing service, but I, I haven't used it enough. To, <laughs> so it know. sounds like from what I'm hearing, it's basically like like CW teen angsty things, but then like everything's like turned up a notch as far as like. Well, no, action like, and violence and stuff like that. The one friend, I mean, we both talked to the same person about this show and a friend of ours, we talked to him about it. He seemed to say he was, he was expecting it maybe to be kind of like a CW kind of show. And then he watched it. He was like, oh no, this is like, this is like, like dropping F-bombs and. He was saying it was like Gotham. Oh, yeah, really? that's right. He was saying it was more like on a level of Gotham, but uncensored. Right. Like an uncensored Gotham. Right. Oh. Yeah, from what I understand, um, it's definitely more graphic, and it seems like it depends on who you talk to. Some people are saying it's not that great, and other people are saying, yeah, it's actually better than the CW stuff that they got. So I would love to be able to see it for myself and make my own uh, opinion about it, but I think I might at least wait until the season is over or until um, they get a little bit more content for me to subscribe to the service and then check it out. That totally makes sense. So we have November gets busy quick, by the way, guys, I don't know if you've noticed like in films coming Mm -hmm. out, dude, it's fast. Oh yeah. yeah. It's hard and fast, man. They're coming at us. (laughs) So yeah, like the first weekend of November is the nutcracker in the four realms and Bohemian Rhapsody, um, yeah. and then the uh, a Tiffany Haddish uh, comedy directed by Tyler Perry, mm-hmm. Nobody's Fool, which is pretty. People are saying it looks good. And then the weekend after that is The Grinch, so getting ready for that Thanksgiving Christmassy stuff. But then also The Girl in the Spider's Web, which I oh, yeah. I am looking forward to seeing that film. And I haven't even seen the The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo yet, but I want to see that one. <laughs> So. I'm right there with you, Michelle. And then, and then after that is Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, on the 16th. I'm actually excited for that one now. So. Right, like, and then after that is Ralph breaks the internet, Creed two. Uh, if anybody's oh, curious about Robin Hood, uh, what else? Let's see. It's like I feel like yeah, I just kind of feel like November is like gonna come at us really hard and fast. <laughs> yeah, I think so, and. Um... I don't know if the movie is out wide this week, but I had heard it seemed like some people had got a chance to see mid-90s, and I, I want to check that out. So 
hopefully um, it's playing somewhere I can go check it out this weekend. It's funny you say that. It was actually playing at the theater that we were at um, to see oh. Halloween last last night, actually. They were doing a screening of it. Now we were both like, oh, damn. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Oh man, we weren't already walking into a movie right now. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, you gotta make use of that um, A plus the right? AMC A list, yeah. Yeah. A list, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, it's nice. Well, it's nice to easily make uh, reservations. Already got our Fantastic Beast tickets. That's right, like, we do our Fantastic Beast tickets. Oh, I'm not excited at all for that. <laughs> no. I I. I don't have anything reserved yet for it, but I don't feel like I'll have any issues based on, you know, when I decide to, what time I decide to go. Uh, there's just obviously so many different options in theaters that um, I think, yeah, I think I'll be okay. I, did, I, did, I wasn't thinking it would sell out and I wouldn't have a chance to see it. So I am looking forward to it though, way more than I was, way more than I was. So I'm, I'm kind of excited to see how it, how it goes. I think I was surprised at how quickly the Thursday night screening in our Dolby was pretty. I mean, that center section was pretty much gone. <laughs> like, any of the decent seats were pretty much gone. I was like, oh, wow, well, crap. I guess we're going to go on a different day. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah, that's all I know. I know November is going to be good. I feel like it's going to be good. I have good feelings about November. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there um quick question? Um, Michelle, to you, is that you mentioned all those movies. I didn't hear any other than maybe one. Are there any of the sort of uh, ones that people are kind of considering might be Oscar-nominated movies coming out besides maybe Bohemian Rhapsody? So Beautiful Boy, I think, is okay. kind of sort of out technically, sort of. I don't know. I'm very confused by Beautiful Boy right now, and that's getting a lot of chit-chat. I know that it's just, it's mostly like come Christmas week, I feel like on December 21st, we have like five movies drop, huge ones, yeah. and then the weekend right after, the Oscar bait starts flying at us from all sides. Okay. Um, I'm looking really quick at the list to see if there's anything I'm not thinking about that's happening. There is a movie that's going to be at the end of November that more or less just looks interesting, and I don't know if it's going to have anything to do with Oscar whatsoever, but it's just one of those movies I'm like, huh. And I think David actually said he's interested, and that's Anna and the Apocalypse. Oh, that sounds familiar. It's I a comedy, fantasy, horror musical. Oh... And I don't know if I did. See that. <laughs> it's actually it's getting some good shit chatter out there, and I know like I see the trailer and I'm like, I don't think I want to see it, but I kind of want to see it. <laughs> like, I'm like I'm so torn right now, but it's got really good like kind of reviews, and it's funny because it's like at the end of November, and it's got the same release date as The Possession of Hannah Grace, and I'm like, why are these horror movies coming out at the end of November? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird to me. I don't know. And maybe they didn't want to go against Halloween. I don't know. Or why is Nutcracker coming out like practically the day after Halloween? Like, I know. It's weird yeah. to me that Nutcracker is coming out at the very beginning and the Grinch is the weekend right after it. Yeah, and I'm exactly. like, why? Is it because Thanksgiving's quote unquote earlier ish feeling this year? I guess. I still think it's always a matter of these holiday movies can't get too close to Christmas because there's too much to compete with. Right. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, they end up pushing them to early November, really which it. yeah, it's just unfortunate because it's like I, I mean, I could always wait, right, if it's still in the theaters, but it's like I don't want to go see The I, Grinch like before Thanksgiving. Oh the God. only thing I can mm -hmm. think is that they don't want to go up because November twenty third is Ralph breaks the internet, and I don't think they want to touch that on Thanksgiving. Right. So and just yeah, in general, I, I think the that. whole month, you know, it's like there's a lot of stuff that. There's a lot happening in November. Creed 2, which is also getting good reviews, too. Uh, that's probably the one I'm waiting for the most, yeah. honestly. Uh. Going to be a good month. Yeah, to see those, to see those iconic characters back on screen together, I'm, I'm really excited about that as well. Yeah. Oh, and Widows. Widows as well is going to be out. It's got a good oh, meta, yeah, it's got a good meta score too. right now. I'm surprised. 
forgot about that one. I can't wait for that, too. Good old Steve McQueen, man. <laughs> All right, David. I guess that's it. Yeah, that's it? All right. Well, um, real quick, uh, we talked about spoiler effects uh, last episode, but uh, we ended up doing a spoiler effect episode, Michelle and I, for Halloween. That's up right now. That's also in the Flickr effect feed, but there is a separate spoiler effect feed now. We're trying to lure you where, over where all those episodes will live and if you want it you'll have to go there to find them um it's not a we're not available in apple podcast yet uh we're going to be there soon but not there yet but right now um you can find the feed for spoiler effect over at flickereffect.com so and that has all of our spoilery thoughts on the film Yes. As the title says, spoiler uh, effect. As the I'm, title I'm suggests. Just, just trying to say, let people know, like, if you really want to know what our actual thoughts on Halloween were, that's, that is legit. That's all of them. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, make sure to check that out. Um, also, you can always reach out to us at feedback at flickereffect.com with your questions and comments. You can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, flicker underscore effect. We would love to hear from you. Uh, with that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening.